sharing similar languages, religion, and mythology. We first hear of a people called the Keltoi from Greek merchants and explorers, who sailed to the western shores of the Mediterranean and Atlantic around 500 BCE. But soon these same Celts who lived in Gaul, modern France, were crossing the Alps and invading Italy and Greece. Writers such as the Greek historian Xenophon and the philosopher Aristotle described them as matchless warriors who feared nothing and plunged sword first into battle with joyous abandon, sometimes naked, except for the gold torques they wore around their necks. The Celtic warriors of northern Italy sacked the young city of Rome in 390 BCE and demanded a ransom of gold before leaving the smouldering ruins behind them. Their descendants ventured into the Balkans and invaded Greece a century later. Some of these Celtic tribes even crossed into what is now Turkey and established kingdoms that would last for centuries in the mountainous heart of Asia Minor, becoming the Galatians, to whom St. Paul would address one of his New Testament letters. A curious and brave Greek philosopher named Posidonius visited the wild interior of Gaul at the beginning of the first century BCE and wrote about the Celtic warriors who were his hosts. He records that they were a proud and brave people who loved fighting, riddles and feasting. He was appalled to see the preserved heads that decorated the halls of their tribal chieftains, serving as trophies of valiant enemies they had slain. He spoke of their devotion to the gods and their fondness for tales sung by their bards, though he preserved only a few hints of what these stories were. Almost half a century after the visit of Posidonius, the Roman general Julius Caesar conquered the Celts of Gaul in a brutal war that left hundreds of thousands dead or enslaved. Caesar writes at length of his battles with the Gauls, but also briefly preserves some of our best descriptions of their gods and religion. And although the Romans took over Gaul and banned human sacrifice by the Druids, they had little interest in changing native Celtic religion and culture. Bits and pieces of this religion and mythology survive in Greek and Roman stories carved into stone monuments or etched on lead tablets, though rarely anything that could be called a complete story. Sadly for us, the Celts of classical times did not record any of their own myths. Thus, for the ancient Gauls, Galatians and other Celtic peoples of continental Europe, we must be content with a few scattered references to their gods and a handful of short and possibly distorted myths that come to us from Greek and Roman visitors. Caesar crossed the Channel and attacked Britain twice during his first century BCE war in Gaul, but he left the conquest of the island to the Romans of the next century, beginning under the Emperor Claudius. Years of bloody fighting by the legions pushed the Roman frontier all the way to Hadrian's Wall in northern Britain. The British Celts were eventually subdued and became a vital part of the empire, but their language, gods and stories persisted under Roman rule until the Saxons and other Germanic tribes landed on their shores in the 5th century AD. These new invaders were more thorough than the Romans. Celtic culture soon vanished from Britain, except in the remote regions of Wales, Cornwall and for a time in the native British kingdoms of the north. Others left Britain altogether and settled across the sea on the remote peninsula of Brittany in what is now northwestern France. 
but in all these Celtic enclaves, the ancient stories survived and evolved, most famously into the great Welsh tales of the Middle Ages, especially the collection known as the Mabinogi. The surviving medieval manuscripts in which these legends were written tell of magic and giants, of great kings such as the mighty Arthur, and of women and poets with supernatural powers. Although strongly influenced by European literature of the time, these Welsh stories are uniquely and wonderfully Celtic. By the end of the 5th century AD, only Ireland remained as a free land, where the ancient ways of the Celts remained untouched by Rome. The classical world knew of Ireland only as a distant and savage island, supposedly full of cannibals and barbarians. In truth, it was a rich and fertile land with an ancient and sophisticated culture. Kings, warriors and druids formed an aristocracy that ruled over a land of...